Good morning. Welcome to Morning Bread, Season One. Devotion with Pastor Chris and another host on Book of Mark. I'd like to introduce you today, Dr. Joel Tan. Good morning, Doctor. Hi, Pastor Chris. Good morning. It's good to be here. Yes. Let's、uh, say a word of prayer before we dive into the word. Yeah. Sure. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for the time we can do devotions together. Be with us, send us Holy Spirit, enlighten us, and we can learn from you. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Amen. Today we're gonna go through the verses in Book of Mark, chapter one, verse one to thirteen. How about、mm. Doctor? We start dive into it. Sounds good. I'll read three verses each. All right. Let's start off.、Uh, Mark chapter one, verse one, and we're reading from the King James version. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets: "Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee." The voice of one crying in the wilderness: "Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight." Hmm. Interesting. Hmm.、Mm. What What's your thoughts, Doctor? You know. Um. Just we will start off. I think you know who who is this author? You know Mark,、uh, sometimes known as you know John Mark. You know when I think of it,、um, Pastor Chris. You know Mark wasn't really anybody famous. You know in the Bible. I mean, you, I mean you compare him to like Paul, right? Like he writes. Almost like half the New Testament. Like this guy was was famous. So you、mm. you think of Peter, he features really prominently in the Gospels. But I mean, how often is Mark really mentioned?、Uh, I don't think he was mentioned much at all. Was was he, Pastor Chris? In the Book of Acts, yes. Hmm. Hmm. And but you know,、uh, one thing that I really remember about Mark when he's mentioned in like Acts is like as someone who deserts. Paul, right? Like he runs away, and like Paul and Barnabas、uh, are really upset at each other. Paul takes Silas, and so on.、Mm. You know, you know. One thing that I I think just as a really short intro is that you know just because you made a mistake、um, in your、mm. life and and you screw up, like doesn't mean that Jesus can't use you. I mean,、That's、Mark's、right. version. It's like one of the four gospels, and、That's、even、right. later down the track, you know, Paul changes his attitude towards Mark, and he's like, you know, he commends him and he greets him,、mm. and I think that's just such a a wonderful thing, you know, just as a short introduction, you know, Mark made mistakes, and yet he's still one of the four gospels. You know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I think it's just so wonderful that you know our God is a God of you know second chances. He always gives us another chance, and you know gives us a chance to really show us、uh, who we are and who we can be in in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. In the beginning、mm. is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and、mm. you see that he's very certain about who Jesus、mm. is, right?、Mm. Because he experienced、mm. the gospel. Mm. And it's interesting here in verse two and three.、Uh, if you studied it deeply into the verses, it's not a he didn't quote one verse out of the、mm. Old Testament. He quoted、mm. three places. You have Isaiah here. You have the Malachi here. You have Exodus.、Mm. It's、mm. actually putting those verses together becomes a like a sermon. He had it.、Mm. So people sometimes say,、mm. like, "How do I preach a sermon?" <laughs> a side note, yeah. 
Mm. Just read Old Testament, read New Testament, and putting verses together. That's how pastor putting verse mm. sermon together. That's what mm. John Mark is doing mm. right here, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's right. But you can see he's quoting from three places, but had a th- the same thing, right? Mm. He's putting mm. together. It's the urgency that mm. the people of God needs to come. Mm. And this mm. is the prophecy. He's quoting the prophecy. And I like that. And John Mark recognized that. The, mm. the ministry of John, which is coming from verse 4, is the fulfilling mm. of the prophets in the Old Testament. Mm. Mm. That's right. That's right. And and I think it's just really, um, yeah, really interesting how, you know, Mike, he just, just like you were saying, he just completely skips over, you know, Jesus' genealogy, his, his miraculous conception, how Herod kills all the babies. Not that those things weren't important. But Mike's focus is really that, you know, Jesus is the son of God. Mm. You know, like like in some places, you know, Matthew is trying to preach to the Jews and say, you know, Jesus is, you know, uh, he's descended from David mm. and so mm. on. And, you know, every gospel has its own sort of spin, you know. Mm-hmm. One preaches to the Gentiles, one preaches uh, to the Jews. And Mike is just, you know, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Like he just puts it out there in the, in the very beginning. And I think he really wants his readers to know that Jesus is not just some other man. You know, Jesus is divine. He's mm. the Son of God, equal to God, the Creator, but and yet he made himself a servant for us. So I think that's sort of what Mark is really trying to say just in verse one day. That's right. I know? think in the word son of God, mm. uh, I think only two people made a uh, declaration in the book of Mark. Mm. And we will mm. see that from later on chapters. Only two mm. people finally, after the whole gospel, Mark recognized this is indeed the son of God. Mm. And that's mm. actually changed people's whole perspective for who Jesus really was, right? Mm. All right, let's mm. go to verse 4. Uh, I'll read verse 4 to 6. Mm. Uh, verse 4. John de-baptized the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Mm. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John mm. was clothed with camel's hair and was a girdle of the skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey. Interesting, huh? Mm. Um, mm. The John just came out to one thing, baptizing people. That's why he's called the John the Baptist, wasn't mm. it? And I, I just want to uh, emphasize here something. In verse 4, the baptism is for repentance for the mm. remissions of sins. Mm. Which means that the baptism, uh, someone has to experience repentance in order to be baptized. Later on, Peter said the same thing, right? Repent. Mm. In book of Acts chapter 2, repent, mm. um, be baptized. Here, which mm. means that the re- re- repentance is the requirement or a ba- but repentance is the it's a condition uh, prior to baptism. Somebody mm. needs to experience repentance before they're baptized. Uh, I just want to say many people who want to be baptized, praise God for that. But mm. do we have we had a genuine repentance experience before? Uh, yes. That's interesting, isn't it? And some people yeah. come to me as a pastor, wants to be baptized. Uh, normally, the one question I ask people is that, explain to me, how did you experience repentance? Or in another mm. word, is that go to Romans 2 verse 4 says that the goodness of God leads to repentance. Mm. Show to me, how did you behold the goodness of God? 
and specifically, then God has forgiven your sins through Jesus Christ on the Calvary, mm. right? Mm. How do we associate that? You realize a lot of Christians today claim to be Christian. Um, they say that a God has given them girlfriends, jobs, wealth, career, everything. But mm. when was the time that they experienced forgiveness of sin? They had a genuine mm. repentance experience and they'd be baptized. Mm, that's right. Mm. Yeah, repentance is, is, is just so important, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, you, you can't really say that you've had that genuine experience when you, when you haven't had that repentance experience as well. Because, right. you know, if we don't feel the need to repent, I mean, why do we need a savior? Like, why did Jesus have to come at all? I mean, if, if Jesus is just the blessing vending machine, I mean, yes. he doesn't need to send Jesus Christ to die uh, mm -hmm. and suffer if, if, if the whole purpose is just for blessings, right? That's we really right. have to have that repentance experience. And, you know, that's why the, the Israelites were given the whole sanctuary service so mm. that they could see like, hey, this is the result of sin. You know, I have to bring that lamb or that that, that turtle dove, you know, whatever it is, That's right. um, you know, to, to to be sacrificed because of what I have done wrong. And, and to see, you know, the, the animal die before you to have that that the animal bleeding, you know, for without blood, there's no remission of sins. It's just a powerful indicator that, gee, I really need to stop doing this so I don't cause the death, you know, of another animal. But That's really, right. it's just pointing to to the the Savior, Jesus, who has to bleed and die right. on, on our behalf. So, mm. yeah, I think that repentance is really, really key. It's the mm. core of Christianity, isn't it? Mm, mm, and interesting, verse 5 and 6, you see that people coming out of Judea from Jerusalem mm, and came confessing their sins. Mm, right? It's mm, not a, it's not a uh, how do I put it? Their baptism is a solemn moment. Mm, and they look at each mm, other, oh, they, they confess their sins, I confess my sins. It's like a, a solemn ceremony, they're going through that. Mm, and the idea of baptism is not even uh, new to uh, the Jewish people. It was mm. it was practiced in Old Testament many places. They understand, mm. and this is necessary. And John also he is a figure of the person gonna welcome, uh, make the prepare the way of the Lord, make his pastry. Mm. So he's thinking about this. His his mission of John mm. is preaching this message to prepare people to receive Jesus Christ. How to do that is mm. preach the message of repentance. Mm. It's interesting mm. associated with us today. Jesus is going to come a second time. Mm, what is our mission? That's right. It's do the same mm. thing. We're not going out mm. and preaching the prosperity gospel. Mm. You know, they say that the, bless, the blessing vendor machine or something, right? We're mm, going out there, right. we preach the repentance so we can prepare people for Christ's mm. second coming. Yes. And, you know, just as a bit of a practical application as well um, for our listeners, you know, John's... Um, mission is very similar to our mission today, our mm. calling. You know, when you think about it, you know, what was John's um, uh, mission was to prepare the way. So John right. was a, a road builder. So, you know, when we look at um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 4, um, you know, because you mentioned that there's Exodus and Isaiah and mm. so on in, in the earlier parts, you know, Isaiah 40, verse 4 actually continues this analogy. It says, 
Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. You know, engineers, before they build the road, they have to make preparations for the road. They have to cut through the mountain. They have to level out the hills and make the, the valleys, you know, raise them up, you know. And that's what the purpose of the engineer has to do before the road is laid down. Mm. And in a sense, that's what we are doing as well. You know, we, we're not the road. We're not the way to salvation. Mm. But we're just preparing the way so that those people, uh, when they hear the message, they may be touched. So, you know, that's we, we have to realize that when what John did, you know, thousands of years ago is what we need to be doing now. We are preparing the way so that we're announcing that Jesus is coming soon. We're calling people to repentance and, mm. and you know, bringing them uh, forward, to hopefully, to the journey of baptism as That's well, right. like what John was trying to do. Right. So, yeah, something that we need to remember as our core mission in life. It's not to make lots of money and get married and, you know, have that wonderful job. You know, it's really to do what John was doing, to prepare the way for, not for Jesus' first coming, but Jesus' second coming. Amen, amen. And mm. it's a sign here, verse 6, the way he eats, the way he dresses himself. Mm. It reminded me, um, you know, our church was promoting uh, house reform. And maybe mm. eventually we'll go to a country living <laughs> mm. as a part of the yeah. uh, John's um, uh, ministry. You know, how does he mm. form that? It's interesting. Mm. All right. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll I mean, go from. I think we're in verse seven. six. Let's, let's go from verse seven to nine. Mm. Mm. All right. I'll, I'll read now. Verse uh, seven. And preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, maybe just stop here in verse 8 a little bit. Um, John just pointed out, isn't it? He said, I baptize mm. you with water, but mm. he shall baptize you. The one come after me will baptize you with Holy Ghost. It's kind of mm. like interesting parallels right now. Mm. And John, as the church, as the prophetic church, is to preach the message of repentance. Mm. And how we do baptize those people with water, but mm. then we understand the latter ring is going to come. Mm. Right? It's a parallel ministry right here, a little bit. Interesting. Mm. Mm. That's right. I mean, you know, just like what you were saying, uh, Pastor Chris, like you can baptize them with, with water, but like, you know, if they don't have that true heart commitment, that real repentance, mm. um, you know, then perhaps even though you've baptized them with water, um, are they really being baptized with the Holy Spirit as well? And and I think that's why you were saying you, you have to um, really ask them, you know, have you experienced that repentance mm. uh, from Jesus Christ? And I think that's something that we need to ask ourselves daily as well. You know, right. what has Jesus done um, in my life? Because, you know, we all need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need that baptism of water as well. Absolutely. Just like what Jesus said, um, you know, to Nicodemus. But the reality is, you know, that baptism with the Holy Spirit is, is really, really important. Mm. Mm. Amen. 
Hmm. Uh, maybe we'll connect the uh, verse 9 to verse 10 uh, hmm. to verse 13. Yeah, because hmm. come next to hmm. Jesus Christ now. Let me read it. Hmm. And straight away, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and a spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. And then he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast. And the angels ministered unto him. Mm. Wow, this is the glorious moment, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That's right. And, you know, I, I think it's really interesting how, you know, the, Jesus' identity is really, is in a sense confirmed here. You know, mm. like mm. first we open up Mark 1 verse 1, mm. you know, Jesus is the son of God. But here we see the proof that Jesus is the son of God. Mm. You know, the whole Trinity is involved here in Jesus' baptism. Mm. You know, God the Father is saying, you know, he speaks audibly mm. from heaven, you know, thou art my beloved son. And then obviously Jesus is the one being baptized. And then we see the Holy Spirit coming down like a dove. Mm. I mean, th this is the whole Trinity being involved um, in Jesus' baptism, proving that Jesus is not just some ordinary man, mm. that Jesus is indeed the son of God. That's right. Hmm. And sometimes our certainty is building the very identity we have, like from my parents, from our friends, from society. And today, like you talked about many times, from social media, hmm. <laughs> try to figure hmm. out who I am. Hmm. Because what I do is rooted in who I am. Hmm. And here, in the very hmm. beginning, then Jesus' identity was rooted in the thus says the Lord. <laughs> hmm. right? His That's identity right. is rooted in confirmation from God the Father. Mm, that the whole mm, ministry he was doing after this is mm, rooted in that very thing, said that you are mm, my beloved son. Mm, and what about today to us as, as Christians, once we get in, we, we experience the love of Jesus Christ, we, we were baptized in the water, we were baptized born in spirit, mm, we will be also seen as the sons and daughters of God. Mm, right? Because John chapter 1 verse 12 says that. He said that, mm, but as many as received him to then give he power to become the sons of God, which means that mm. we will have the identity in mm. God. Doesn't matter That's what right. my neighbors say, doesn't matter what social media says, doesn't matter mm. what about my parents say, mm. I know who I am mm. because God says so. Wow. Amen. Yeah, That's powerful, absolutely. isn't it? I have it's a powerful. new identity. I can, or I, can, I can act differently because I know who I am now. I don't, mm. have to, I don't have to act a certain way to be accepted by mm. my environment, by my uh, social group, by my even parents, my siblings. I don't have to mm. act a certain way to gain acceptance. Mm. I'm already accepted mm. by Jesus who loved me, who sacrificed it for me. Mm. Right, that's actually mm. a very strong um, identity point right there for anyone mm. who wants to uh, accept Jesus Christ as a Savior and be baptized. Mm. And it's a powerful concept there. Mm. And, you know, Pastor Chris, I see so many um, patients who 
who have so many mental health issues mm. because they struggle with their identity. Mm. You know, they they struggle with acceptance amongst their peers. You know, they get into trouble because they want to fit in, mm. um, you know, with their friends who are doing things that are not good for them. Mm. You know, I see people who, who are depressed because they have low self-esteem. They think themselves as being worthless. I see people who are in, you know, uh, abusive relationships because, you know, they think no one else will love them. Mm. You know, all of these problems that we see so much of the time is linked to a, a, a wrong identity That's right. in a sense. You know, perhaps we might tie our identity with our friends. You know, mm. I, I need to belong to this certain group. That's, right. That's my identity. Maybe we tie our identity to our jobs. And when you lose that job, you lose your sense of identity. That's right. Or maybe your identity you think is found in your other half, your partner. Mm. And when that relationship ends, you're just a broken person. That's right. You know, but when we have our identity in God, like nothing can change that, mm. you know, nothing can change that you are a son or a daughter of God. You know, a anyone else might say something, but, you know, if you know that your identity rests in God, uh, then nothing else in this world really matters, does it? Mm. Because your identity is, is one that doesn't rest on anything that this world can change. You mm. know, it doesn't matter who your friends are. doesn't matter who your family are. It doesn't matter what your job is. None of those things matters because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if your identity is a son or daughter of God, then that's all that, that really matters. Amen. Amen. Mm. All right. Thank you, Dr. Joao. Mm, um, probably we not need a to, problem. Uh, thank you. We could probably have to close it here today. Mm. Uh, we're looking forward to talk with you again in the future. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Let's see your prayer. We'll close our devotion today. Sounds good. Father, we thank you again so we can come to your word to realize the power of your word. Mm. And Father, repentance is the very core experience we need to have. Thank you for Jesus who came mm. to give us the very experience, to show the goodness of yours. So we might be able to behold, to lead us to repentance. And also mm -hmm. thank you, Father, for through repentance, through baptism, we gain mm. a new identity in us. We don't have the word about the world says about us. We know that mm. you love us so much. You give us your son, that we can mm. gain this identity as sons and daughters of yours. Mm. doesn't matter how the world changes. We know one thing for sure. You love us. Until mm. the end. Thank you, Lord. Be with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, doctor. Thank you.